0: You're listening to the Fantrax Podcast Network. Fantasy Sports Entertainment lives
1: here. Football systems, check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a problem. Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Welcome in, everybody, to the Ball Blast Podcast, a proud member of the Fantrax Podcast Network. I am your host, Kate. And I'm Michelle. And we have got a great episode coming up for you today. Have a seat. Pull up a chair. We're going to be discussing some of those possible, scary, terrible fantasy implications for your teams headed into the 2019 NFL Draft.
0: (laughs) Kate. Kate. The draft is four days away. It's four days away. I cannot control my excitement right now. Oh
1: my God, I cannot control myself. I don't know what to do. I'm just like pacing the house. Um, I'm in like a very heightened state right now. I'm just anxious. I I don't know what to do. So
0: I always say that Christmas is the first Sunday of the NFL season. Naturally. And then Christmas Eve is the NFL draft.
1: Oh, abs- it, like it's like when your parents get get like those little gifts for you and they're like, OK, you can like sneak one from out, you know, from under the tree. Yeah. Obviously not the one Santa brought you, but like, you know, the, the lame gifts your parents got. They let like, you open they're those early. They're still so
0: fun, though.
1: Oh, they're so fun because you just want something tangible to hold on to. And that's what we're getting. So pumped. Um, we're going to talk some news and notes and then we're going to get into our NFL draft talk. NFL draft.
0: Why do you become a man when we talk about the NFL
1: draft?: I, That's don't what know, I know. I'm so excited. Um, I just I miss football so much, and this is something to sort of like bring you back down to earth. I love football. Isn't yeah, that why we're I'm all right here? With you there. Oh, I didn't know you like football.
0: Yeah, just a little bit.
1: A little bit. Some um, people on
0: Twitter say, like, I don't watch it, apparently, but you know, if haters. I talk about it, nonstop. Keep it sipping that, that hater
1: raid. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have some of those guys on our blast his ball segment. Because you know we'll clearly blast his balls. MF balls. Michelle, this is a family show. (laughs) Anyway, um, let's get into the news and notes. So probably one of the more fantasy-relevant news this week, although it's technically not news because we have no news, and sometimes no news is not great news when it comes to dynasty startups. You know? Um, Tyreek Hill, there was a report um a, a sort of a follow up to the report from the Kansas City star that um his son was removed from the custody of of the hill family home um There was a nice article over at the Arrowhead Attic by Ellen Mathis that under outlined sort of the legal process that the hill family's sort of undergoing but i don't like this news i don't like it for the the child obviously um Safety is is first and foremost, but just sort of um, being familiar with the world of pediatrics for those of you who don't know I am a pediatric nurse it's it's not anybody's first move to take a child away from their parents um, you know so they only do that in circumstances where they really truly believe that you know the child's safety is at risk so i don't I don't like that this news happened at all because it's it's generally indicative of Bigger problem. It doesn't implicate anybody. It doesn't indict anybody of wrongdoing, but it's sort of it's alarming. It's
0: definitely alarming. It's one of those things where we haven't heard anything for how long now? Four or five weeks. It's been a long time and it's just been quiet. And I think people are starting to think, oh, maybe it's just gonna blow over. And this doesn't prove anything, and he still can be completely innocent. I just I don't see a world where he plays all of 2019 season. He I see a suspension where maybe he can play half the season. I just think something is going to happen.
1: And again, even if there are no legal ramifications for Tyreek Hill, we did see sort of in the Ezekiel same Elliott, Zeke, yeah, in Zeke situation, even when there aren't legal charges that are proven are, um, you know uh, proven by a, a trial jury, you know, whoever um, it doesn't mean that this sort of just goes away in the NFL's eyes, and particular, particularly for Tyreek Hill, he did have an incident coming into the league, so they may come down on him a little more harshly for any sort of, even talk that this might be an issue for him. So what are you doing with him in Dynasty right now?
0: I think you just have to hold him. I mean, if you get a good enough offer, take it. Um, I'm definitely not going to buy him. Because even if you get him for cheap, like, I mean, maybe people don't care, but are you really someone that's like, oh, I hope the best for Tyreek Hill? I'm going to take advantage
1: of this situation right here. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine if you want
0: to do that. No, I mean, it's fine if you want. It's fantasy football. If we were looking at morals for every player, we couldn't even draft anybody. We'd be stuck with the, I don't know, the Nick Foles of the world.
1: Hey, don't you hate on the 2017 Super Bowl MVP like that?
0: Oh, I know, I know. He's an awesome NFL player, but I don't think anyone's too pumped to have him on their fantasy teams.
1: I'm going to draft him in every league this year. I'm going to win him. You do that. Anyway, moving on to more positive news uh, Duke Johnson, John Dorsey sees him as a member of the offense moving forward. I don't know what this means. Uh, probably just until Kareem Hunt returns. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of, you know Kansas what's perfect City.
0: about Kareem Hunt's return? is it's right before the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, so they can get their wear and tear, they tear get, out yeah. of him. They get, get to get use him use. until Kareem
0: Hunt comes back, and then he's perfect for the trade deadline for a running back needy team. And if you own Duke Johnson and Dynasty, you want him to be traded. I mean, honestly, oh, absolutely. You there's want him too to, much going on in the Browns offense right now.
1: You want him to sort of have an, an offensive scheme where he might actually have a role instead of this sort of – complimentary whatever he did last season he's he sh- he's a guy that should have a place in the offense he's a great pass catching back um valuable in ppr leagues but just not on the cleveland offense
0: yeah and if you're in a dynasty ppr league hold on to him or try to sell him some people are high on him right now with not knowing where he's going to go he could go to a great offense that could really utilize him if there's a need so yeah the first half of the season might stink but once they trade him, if, they, if he goes to a great team, he could be
1: really valuable. Absolutely. Will Fuller expected to be ready for week one. Hopefully for Hopefully. week one to week three. And then. And, then, and then he's bye-bye.
0: I do love Will Fuller. I love his value right now. He has shown he can even be a wide receiver one throughout a period of time. Um, he's awesome when he's on the field. It's just about can he stay on the field, so... Great value.
1: Most games ever played, thirteen games. This is this was his third NFL season, which is that year that you hope for the breakout. Although, if you're talking like games that he's played in, he's probably only in his second season. Not even the
0: beginning of the second season. Yeah. Um. I just grabbed Will Fuller. I think it was so late in my startup. I think like eighth or ninth round.
1: Which I thought is that good was value. very
0: good value. I think it was actually ninth round. Um. At that point you're just looking for a wide receiver who could break in, break into the top 12 wide receivers and he's already shown he could do it. He just needs to stay healthy. So,
1: lo- low risk, high reward. Absolutely. And even if you only get them get them for those games that he's actually active and not getting those torn ACLs and you know, if he makes that recovery which lots of people say that it takes a full year We might not see him return to true form, and we might even be able to buy him a little cheaper once the season actually starts. Yeah, for sure. Um, Staying on the Houston Texans, Dante Foreman. Um, I've seen lots of clips on Twitter of him, uh, you know, doing his off-season drills. He looks good. He's moving super well, coming off the Achilles injury. um, Tore his Achilles in November 2017. Had pretty much a full season to recover. He played... uh, one regular season game in 2018, seven attempts for negative one yards, which is a average of negative 0.14 yards per attempt.
0: That's not great.
1: No, (laughs) it's not. Um, but he's going pretty low in draft. So he's not going to cost you, um, what some of these other flyer picks will, um, it's really hard because we, we don't see guys really tear their Achilles when they're that young. Often we saw Demarius Thomas, we saw. Um...
0: So yeah, people like to say that it's a death to the running back position. And then I ask people because I really just don't know, have we seen anyone in the last few years as a young running back tear their Achilles and how they come back from that? And there's really not a lot of there, there's nothing out there, so I we think modern medicine. Point. Yeah. Modern medicine is a beautiful thing. ACL tears used to be so much worse than they are now. It's nine months and you're good to go. Let's go, and yeah, it takes some time to get back up to normal, but you're still. It's a way different recovery than before. So yes, Arian Foster did tear his or sorry Achilles, and that kind of ruined his career. But he was old at that point. I believe he was 30, if not. I think he's 30, close. 31. Yeah, yeah. So we don't. He,
1: I mean, you don't have a reference point for how his recovery is going to go.
0: Yeah, Foreman's so young still. They gave him a full season to recover. It's not like they tried to push him back really fast because they needed him. It was an entire season without trying to push him to be someone he's not. So I really like his opportunities this year.
1: I do too. And I, um, I he's somebody that we'll talk about again later. But again, where you're going to draft him, he's going to be dirt cheap. You can probably trade for him dirt cheap just because of the talk that, um, you know, Achilles injury is death to the running back. But we don't really know. Maybe try to trade for him. See what you get out of him. You probably won't have to give up much anyway. So do it. Try it. Um, Speaking of torn Achilles, (laughs) we're just flowing one into the next year. Demarius Thomas signs a one-year deal with the Patriots um, worth up to $6 million. Got to read the fine print on that contract there, um, Michelle. What was that guaranteed money?
0: A hundred and fifty thousand dollars. His Demarius contract, Thomas. Man, no, but his contract is one of the most interesting things I've ever read. So you see, up to six million dollars. You're like, well, that's it's pretty good for an old wide receiver who just tore his Achilles.
1: And of course, that's what the agent puts out. He's like, yeah, I, I just got Demarius Thomas signed to a a contract worth. Up to six million.
0: Yeah. So his base salary is one point two million. Uh, his signing bonus is the only thing guaranteed—the hundred and fifty thousand. He has a roster bonus, so if he makes the roster, he gets a one point five million dollars, which is pretty good if he if he makes the roster. And then he has to hit all of these. He has to either hit eight. You can hit eight hundred yards, a thousand yards, one thousand two hundred yards, and he keeps going up seven hundred and fifty thousand from there. Okay. Um, he has hit 60 receptions to get seven additional $750,000. There's a reporting bonus for $150,000. And then there's a per-game active bonus for $87,000. They just have no trust in him that he will be healthy is what I'm getting from this contract. It's kind I, of scary.
1: I wouldn't either. At, at his age, we have seen some more wide receivers uh, with the Achilles. Hasn't been great. Um,
0: no, and it's understandable that they, they're worried about his health, but they're really holding it to him. I mean,
1: yeah, I I don't know that I even see him on the on the roster come week one. We'll I mean, see. when your
0: dead cap is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, if you cut somebody,
1: that seems pretty easy. Yeah, there you know, there's so many young guys that they can pursue that um, will probably cost just as much, if not. You know, at, at least Josh around Cording, there. If Josh
0: Corden comes back, right? If he's reinstated like he's supposed to be in the summer, do you see Demarius Thomas making this team?
1: Absolutely not.
0: No. I think he's uh, insurance for if Josh Gordon can't come back.
1: But now you need insurance for your insurance, <laughs> for your insurance, for your insurance.
0: Yeah. Uh, Where does it, end? it It would be so fun to make fun of the Patriots for their wide receivers if they didn't just win a Super Bowl with only Julian Edelman. But it's fine. Whatever. I'm not bitter at all.
1: Bill Belichick, do what he won't. <laughs>
0: He's Whatever. so damn good. I hate it. He is. All right, um,
1: let's move on. Can we just d- remind ourselves that he coached the Browns?
0: Why? Why would we do that? Why would we? I don't know. Why <laughs> would just we hurt seems ourselves like So Brownsy that, that they lost so him. That is so self harm. Like that's not what we promote <laughs> here.
1: Um, anyway, I just like that. Sometimes that nugget creeps into my brain whenever I think about Bill Belichick, and I just, I wow, the tides have turned in Cleveland. Um, other news. Todd Gurley says, all I can worry about is how I'm feeling right now. I don't know how I'm going to be feeling in six months, just trying to make sure I feel the best when the season comes.
0: Yikes. I don't like that. Can I explain?
1: Please do.
0: Not even close to the same thing. But like, let's say you break your leg, which I've done three times somehow, I broke my leg three times. How so, many times did <laughs> speaking
1: of Tyreek Hill, how many times did the emergency room want to report your parents because they're like, "How are you?" yeah?" How are so you breaking I broke, broke my leg, leg at <laughs> the
0: age of one, and then the age of two. I don't know how I wasn't taken from my parents. It was not my parents' <laughs> fault.
1: <laughs> but it drink still your seems, milk,
0: girl. It still seems very sketchy. But then I broke my leg, at, you know, in high school, and then I've had so many sprained ankles, you know, playing sports growing up it's nothing with what Todd is dealing with or any professional no, athlete wouldn't is compare dealing with your but i'm saying like let's say you have an injury and you get it healed you know you wait it out you do recovery mm-hmm. and then you do rehab and yeah. it feels good Norm a normal response isn't, well, it feels good right now. Let's see what it feels like in six months. You'd say, oh no, it's healing great. I feel so good. And you wouldn't be thinking that it might hurt again in six months. Like that's not a thought process in your mind once something heals. So that makes me feel like he has a, he knows he has a chronic knee issue. And, and it can flare anytime. It can flare. And he really honestly must know that because he's worried about six months. He's saying, I don't know how I'm going to feel in six months. So I don't know I know how great of a talent he is and I know that he could be an awesome hit because he's going later in the first round of dynasty drafts just I in my mind I'm saying let someone else take him. let someone else worry about it I want to take someone that I am so thrilled to have on my team that I'm not worried about each week oh no he
1: his knee could act up you know yeah and I I I've been burned by the injury bug before like Last year, how many people got burned by Doug Baldwin because they they saw him going in like the late fourth, early fifth, and people are like, "Oh my God, what a steal!" But you know what? He still wasn't a steal. He wasn't, he wasn't healthy. Close to
0: a steal. He was a bust.
1: He was a huge bust. He wasn't healthy. And when we know that Todd Gurley isn't particularly healthy, or maybe he's healthy for the moment, but he might not be healthy in six months. Ugh.
0: That comment scares me then more than the end of the season. Yeah. If it was end end of the season, he didn't say anything, and all they said was he's great. Okay, then maybe you move on and you trust it. That comment's odd. It's and a weird comment. It's a weird comment for him to say. I don't know how I'll feel in six months. It's just not normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not Sorry. I, I love Todd Gurley. That that comment is not at all directed to Todd Gurley. My yeah. Yeah. But yeah, gross situation. I don't like that. Um. Anyway, I think that's all we got for this week. Um, let's get into our NFL draft discussion. <laughs> I'm so excited for the draft.
0: Let's do it. Four the days draft. away. We're Four going days to away. Work. As of
1: our recording time, we're recording Sunday evening. Yeah. Um, all right. As you all better know by now, the 2019 NFL draft will start this Thursday, April 25th at 8 p.m. When we'll finally have the answer as to who will be the number one overall pick
0: Obviously, Murray.
1: Yeah, they Cardinals can't keep a secret. Don't don't give them any <laughs> secret information because they Do will not blow it. Do not trust them. Oh my God, they are the the schoolgirl on the playground who, you know, you tell her one little thing and all of a sudden the entire playground knows exactly what's going on and knows your whole business.
0: Oh damn, someone someone hurt you on the playground, huh?
1: I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Currently, I do. Um, Anyway, so you've got uh, lots of offenses with uh, big question marks heading into this draft. We want to break down some of those question marks, get into the nitty-gritty of the possible fantasy implications heading into draft weekend. Let's get into it. Um, You've got those players on your dynasty teams. You're going to be watching the NFL draft. You're going to be hoping, praying, begging that the NFL team that they belong to does not draft their replacement. You're going to be praying. We got three categories today to break these down a little further. We've got chance of precipitation. There's a there's a low chance your guy gets replaced. You get a little value in your player anyway, so like not a big deal. It's a little rain.
0: Yeah. So if they get replaced, they get replaced. But you're kind of hoping they don't. Like it's a nice little reward. If you know they what? Don't. It's a nice rain, passes. rain passes.
1: Rain passes. So it does. Um, hot on her. <laughs> there's a little chance they might get replaced. Um, man, it would suck. And then we have. The meat sweats;
0: those are the ones that are going to kill you. You know, these are guys that you're really depending on, and their teams could totally screw you over. And on this Thursday and Friday night coming up,
1: like especially those guys that you just drafted early in your dynasty startups are like semi early, and like man, could they just ruin your entire life?
0: Yeah. So we'll get into those. Those will be the fun ones. We'll start with the.
1: We're gonna start light. We want to. We want to. You know, get you guys peppy. We're gonna start off light. So we're gonna um we're gonna get into it. Michelle, it's a rainy day here in Pittsburgh, huh? Just like every day. Every single day, yeah. Every single day of our lives here in Pittsburgh. It's a little rainy. Um there's a chance of precipitation here. We're a little worried about these guys. Um let's get into it. So first up, we've got the Indianapolis Colts. They need a wide receiver too. Like a true wide receiver too. And I know there's been a lot of hype about Devin Funches. I think the move to uh Indy where his quarterback has uh hopefully what is a healthy shoulder now. I like the move for Funches, but I worry that like hey, maybe we need to uh we need to get another guy in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get the excitement for Funches because Andrew Luck is so awesome. Indianapolis offense is great, but he couldn't make it as a wide receiver one, right? I know, He could not. And you hate Cam Newton. I like I him. I hate Cam Newton. He is a very good quarterback. I know mm-hmm. he's better on his legs than he is with his arms. Yeah. I just I don't see any value in him. I get it. He's super cheap. Why not take the risk on him? He could become Andrew Luck's number two.
1: The issue with Andrew Luck is that he's a smart quarterback, so he's not going to throw... Devin Funchess the ball just because he's Devin Funches. He's going to throw to the guy who's open. Yeah. Not always Devin Funches. And
0: I do think it's one of their top priorities going into the NFL draft. First, second, third round, they take a wide receiver. And if that happens, then Funches owners have to be, you know, certain a little pers- A little weary. Yeah, like a, little, a little sweat. A little, a little sweat. sweat. And... No one's depending on punches this year. If you are, then you didn't have very much hopes for this <laughs> season, anyways. So that's why it's not that big of a deal, you know. Hashtag you're not sitting, Yeah, you're not sitting in the draft like, oh no, 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 no. You're just like, ah, that kind of sucks, you know. But it's okay. All
1: right, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I hear they need a wide receiver. They definitely or do a couple or
0: a DK Metcalf. Can you not? Like, I just feel like it's a perfect combination. And I'm not even saying DK Metcalf will be good.
1: No, they would just seem to be the team that would fall into the trap of DK Metcalf and just get caught up in the flashiness of his combine. And we're
0: totally not here to to talk about any of the rookie players.
1: No, but that would be so Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, There's really not that many pass catchers that warrant concern there in Jacksonville that if you're relying on Marquise Lee. Or Westbrook or Cole. (laughs) I mean, they're definitely nice pieces to have if they don't pick a wide receiver. But if they pick one early, it would obviously hurt their value. And, and you then, know what? They might take – I don't know that we discussed this before. They might take a running back. If they're that fed up with Fournette's actions, and we know that his We would put that st- into the meat sweats then. <laughs> that would be meat would be sweats, dying. but I think, I think it's so unlikely that it's chance of precipitation. I just don't feel like it's super likely. So I'm not – I'm not too worried about it. But I don't
0: see it happening, but that would be crazy.
1: It would be crazy. And you know what? Like, it, there comes a certain point when you didn't draft the first-round guy. You've seen his injury history. You don't like his attitude. Um, his coach might just not want him there, and that's sometimes the case. So um, usually teams hopefully know when to move on from a guy. I'm not saying it's Leonard Fournette's time, but – He's just sort of annoying.
0: At number, what are they, seven? I don't, there's no way. There's no way they to take a running back. There's not a good enough round, running back to but go but there. Uh, but maybe second round, second but that or third. That would still be crazy. Uh, tight end, but there's no tight end. They're, they'll probably take a tight end pretty early in this draft. There's nobody that, that would hurt right now. Who does anyone own in the Jacksonville offense? Nobody. For tight end? Uh, uh,
1: getting into Denver. Um, Denver Broncos, they're interested in a quarterback. Man, I've, I, every year I feel like we could do this episode of the Ball Blast Podcast, and we could say, "Hmm, Denver's <laughs> interested in a quarterback." For sure, uh, they've got they've got some young talent on that team. They've got um, Cortland Sutton, who we saw flashes of last year. Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick, we saw a lot of potential
0: all guys I really like
1: yeah and I but I do think that having a rookie quarterback would sort of stunt their growth a little bit
0: it would stunt their growth at first um and then hopefully help it in the future you know so you'd have to be really patient going into the next year I think uh Drew Locke or Haskins can maybe help them in the future I'm not really high in any of the quarterbacks in this class I think Murray can be dynamic but besides that We'll have to we'll just have to wait and see. Um but it definitely would hurt them this year.
1: Oh, I, I think it would. Even even if it's in the first half of the year or something like that, I still think they would be good dynasty holds because, you know, once they allow that rookie quarterback to sort of expand the playbook, um if they keep Joe Flacco, they might keep Joe Flacco on the roster this year, um, have him as the starting quarterback while they allow their New rookie to develop, and that that wouldn't be a bad thing. So um, TBD, but not not super concerning. Just because you're not relying on those guys for yeah, and the big biggest one would be production. Sutton.
0: And if they're if they're going to be great wide receivers, they're still going to produce no matter who the quarterback is. So we, you would prefer Flacco at this point, but you never know uh, a rookie quarterback could actually be the best thing for the future, not for next year, but for the future.
1: Yeah, if if they can hit on it.
0: If
1: they can hit it. Daniel (laughs) Um, Jones is not the answer, everybody. No. Okay, move on. Anyway, um, Dallas, I don't see any huge fantasy implications for Dallas. Um, Maybe a wide receiver, too, if they haven't been happy with Gallup. I don't really see it, though. I think Gallup really showed showed a lot of potential last year. Um, And I think he was actually dealing like with the end, towards the end of the season. I'm pretty sure um, he lost a family member, and he was sort of dealing with that. So... For you to show sort of that potential in the middle of, like, a huge family crisis like that, kudos to you.
0: Yeah, nobody was happy with him as a fantasy piece, but he was a fourth-round rookie. He was a fourth-round rookie, fourth
1: like, rookie. And you know what? The the thing that everybody forgets is that wide receivers are just not fantasy relevant yeah, in the first yeah. season that they play.
0: Not everyone's OBJ. Like, that's not going to happen. You have to be patient with your wide receivers. If they show flashes, that's the best thing that you can hope for. And Gallup did. So maybe they draft a wide receiver too early, and that could definitely hurt him. But again, you're not super relying on Gallup, so you're not sitting there sweating. But it's definitely one of those things you would want to watch out for if you owned him in Dynasty. You would want them not to draft. They don't have a first-round pick, but you wouldn't want them to draft him in the second or third round.
1: Absolutely. Um the New Orleans Saints, they need a second wide receiver. So they've got Michael Thomas locked up. He's, he's locked and loaded, ready to go. Um, Traquan Smith, last season, everybody was on all aboard the Traquan Smith hype train. Were you? No, but
0: <laughs> he was a late third-round pick. So, as we say with Gallup, but I do feel like I saw more potential in Gallup than I did see in Traycon
1: Smith. You saw more consistency, definitely.
0: Traycon Smith had that what one massive game that everyone was really excited. He was left wide open for, and then you started him for
1: like nine million games after that, and he killed you. He absolutely destroyed your your team.
0: Drew Brees broke the touchdown record, right? So it was this massive thing, and Traycon Smith was the one that had it, and everyone was so in love with him. I, I, I'm not hating on Trayvon Smith. He can totally be a thing we just said, that it takes time for wide receivers. But I still think they'd be open to finding a different wide receiver two or even a wide receiver three to help out Trayvon Smith. So that's something to keep in consideration there. And then can you imagine if the Saints take a tight end?
1: Oh, fantasy Twitter would lose their minds. What would happen to I Jared I didn't know there Cook? was
0: such a thing with a Jared Cook truth. Oh, my goodness.
1: Jared Cook is beloved. Beloved. Which if he is on an offense where he gets the majority of the target share, yeah, I'm going to like anybody that gets the majority of your target share. When you're the only offensive weapon, yeah, you're going to see the target share. When you're surrounded by Drew Brees, who can literally throw to a a, a paper bag and it would be caught for a touchdown, I can't... Dan Arnold? I, I just... There's literally... Endless possibilities with Drew Brees. He can use any offensive weapon. Drew Brees doesn't care that you're Jared Cook. Like He's going to pass
0: to who's open, he's who's too smart. ever on the field, yeah. and there's no just one target monster. It's not going to happen. Michael Thomas and Kamara are the only target monsters on that field. Anyone else can just get a pass at any time.
1: And I'm going to be honest, if we were bigger Jared Cook truthers, he might be in like the meat sweats category, I think he'd be in the meat sweats category for most most of fantasy So Twitter. the Saints are
0: another team that don't have a first-round pick. Um, they have other issues probably in the defense. So I don't see them taking an early tight end, but I almost would love it. <laughs> You're so selfish. <laughs> I'm just being – I mean, I'm just petty, but it would be fun because there's just too many Jared Cook truthers out there that it, it would be fun. But I, I, get, it. I get it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> All right. Moving on to a team that has many – many offensive needs, and we could talk about their team all day, the Arizona Cardinals. I hear they're in the market for a new quarterback.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a whole new offense uh, next year. It will be interesting. I mean, they're going to obviously draft Murray, number one. People say that they're targeting a wide receiver in the second round. So that's Larry Fitz's
1: successor.
0: Yeah. So there's Larry Fitz and there's Christian Kirk.
1: Love Christian Kirk.
0: I knew Larry Fitzgerald was old, but I didn't know he was 36 years old, or he will be 36 years old in August. So before the start of the season. Now that is getting like, ex- like Larry Fitzgerald is awesome. And we may all say Josh Rosen is the one to ruin him, but really he is getting like, Dinosaur, dinosaur status. So,
1: but do you think if he had somebody like Drew Brees, you know, throwing him the ball, do you think that we wouldn't have seen the kind of decline that we saw last year?
0: You know, I don't know. He's been great. His I whole would love career to see with that. He's been great his entire career with nobody's. I just think he's getting to the point now where it's, it's just getting, getting to that age where it's like time to go, buddy. Time <laughs> to go. So I can see them drafting a wide receiver and. Larry Fitzgerald will still get to play. They're not going to take that time away from him. He's too important to the franchise. I still think he can put up good numbers, but I do think it should be his final hurrah, hopefully. (laughs) Um, Christian Kirk was very – I like Christian Kirk a lot. He's a great prospect. um, But I still think you need to add another wide receiver there with Larry Fitzgerald's age.
1: Absolutely. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones, hello. He's going in his third year
0: breakout yeah that's the breakout tight end year oh uh, yeah uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> any other notes that's literally the <laughs> sound that comes out of my mouth with him i have no hope in him but i get i get if someone wants to take a very 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 late sleeper pick on him yeah because you never know especially with color murray in the new offense if you don't you know how he is there yeah absolutely. but if they
1: take a tight end then yep yeah, bye i don't know San Francisco, they need a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver four, wide receiver five, five six, five, seven, eight. How
0: many do how you have high in How many can we count? Yeah. Like five or six. <laughs> so they need everyone but Dante Pettis. So they need at least five more on the team.
1: Yeah, I uh, I can see them taking a wide receiver in the second round. Uh, should it be first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that would be I'm great. just kidding.
0: In the first round, they better not take a wide receiver. I don't know who'd be going there. DK Metcalf. Ooh, that'd
1: be spicy! Don't stop. Get out of here with your spicy takes. Yeah, no, I actually don't want that to happen. I have heartburn No. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, really, there's nothing too big of a worry here. I think even if they take a wide receiver, it's not going to threaten Dante Pettis. Round, it's not going to threaten Dante no. Pettis. He's already been there for a year. He has the he has the draft pedigree as well. He was taken what in the second round last year. So yeah, it was pretty early. He will be the wide receiver one, and then someone else to help him out. It's not gonna hurt Kittle too much.
1: Don't piss don't piss off our That's crazy for me to say
0: because everyone thinks I'm a Kittle hater. I'm just saying George Kittle. He will get less targets is (gasps) all I'm saying. Calm down. I can't. No matter what, he's going to get less targets. So even if it's a rookie wide receiver, I'm gonna move along because
1: I'm actually looking at our notes here. Um, New England. I I feel like we should bump New England down, right? Um, into the meat sweats category, which is obviously the scariest category because they just signed ASJ.
0: People love him.
1: And I know everybody's so hyped, and you're going to trade away all your rookie picks. You're going to do anything to pick up ASJ because he's a tight end of the Patriots, right?
0: Yeah, people are really excited about ASJ. They're wondering about him. They're asking about him. If you want to take a chance on him, go for it because he is super cheap, so you're not really spending rookie picks. If you are, it's a fifth-round pick, fourth-round pick. Don't don't sell a fourth round pick for him even, but maybe fifth round. You know, if you really feel wild. Um, I think they take a tight end easily. Even maybe in the first round. If Hawkinson or Font fall to them,
1: Absolutely. I think they take
0: them second round. There's yeah. still
1: Irv Smith. There's a lot of different guys that they can take. It's a deep tight end class, so no matter where they pull a guy, I still feel like there's a lot of potential for this tight end to be their new new guy. They know how to use tight ends, clearly. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, we're going to get moving on. Michelle, do you feel that? Are we starting to heat up? Are you I, starting to get warm up in here? I, I think I need to remove my sweater. Yeah, I was
0: just about
1: to do that. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh
0: my goodness, it's getting steamy.
1: You know what? I think it's getting hot in here. So hot. All right, so these are the guys. They have us sweating a little bit. Um, these teams, whatever move they make on draft night, they could really, uh, they could really bite us in the butt.
0: Yeah. To put it lightly, it's not the biggest bite in the butt, but no, it's, it's a, like it's a mini a small bite, little nip.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. gonna. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a paper cut. Like yeah, it doesn't oh, feel good. they they hurt. So it's a little little teeny little little guy, but. So we're gonna start with the Chicago Bears. Right. Oh, the Chicago
0: Bears. The Chicago Bears. Not the other Bears. Not the other Bears. Not the Grizzly Bears. The known Chicago Bears. So Bears
1: beats Battlestar Galactica. For office lovers, I'm sure you love that. All right, so... This is also like a part-time office podcast. I think we should make the transition right now. Oh, we're going to. Oh, yeah. Just wait for it. The only person I think that could really get
0: hurt on the Bears is Mike Davis who I've been very high on. So I am definitely going to be sitting there sweating uh, during the first (laughs) draft night for all of those guys that
1: you told to uh, go trade for Mike Davis. You're going to be sweating your buttocks off. Yeah.
0: And luckily they don't have a pick until the third round. So I think I'll be okay.
1: Can hit girl.
0: I think I'll be all right. But if they do take that running back in the third round, I will be sweating quite a bit um that's why it's just uh heating up and not the meat splits
1: yeah i think um he's low enough i'm not super concerned except i am for you because of all the people that you told to draft him or trade for him um i think cohen's fine no yeah, matter what he has his role he absolutely has his role. he's uh he kn- we know what he does in that offense he catches the ball he's a little itty bitty speedster dude um I don't really see a huge need at wide receiver or tight end. Obviously, this is Trey Burton's breakout year, clearly.
0: I just don't get, with the limited amount of picks they have, why would they waste it on a running back, especially in the third run? That's their first
1: pick. My only concern is we've never seen Mike Davis with a full workload. So you don't know how the Bears sort of view him in that way. Do they view him as a a workload guy or do they, or do they see him as the compliment guy that he was in Seattle?
0: I'll say they got rid of Jordan Howard and they were happy to bring on Mike Davis. That shows you something.
1: All right. Um, Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um,
0: Yeah, there's a lot of rumors that they may take a quarterback in the first round. Which
1: I would love because they're going to steal our Steelers linebacker. So if they don't take Devin White or Devin Bush, please take anybody else. That's okay. We'll be happy about that. Um, They've shown interest in Haskins per rumors. Um, Definitely I've heard some hype about Andy Dalton's chance to develop under a new coaching staff. Marvin Lewis has been there since he was a baby. He's going in the ninth round for Superflex, two quarterback leagues. He's been a really good uh, late-round value pick for single quarterback leagues. Does that change, obviously, if he is no longer the quarterback of the Bengals? Um, I don't even think it matters
0: even if, you know, we're talking about Dynasty here. So even if they don't end up selecting a quarterback in the first round this year, they're already thinking about it, which makes you kind of worry about Dalton's future – He has to prove it this year. And I actually think he's a decent quarterback. Um, There's been a lot of different circumstances that can hurt him with injuries or with people around him or his coaching staff. Yikes. Um, But, I mean, this is a, like, put up, show us what you can do. Put up or shut up. Yeah, or you're gone. So I don't want those type of people on my Dynasty League where they have one year to show it and they're gone under new uh, coaching staff. They're already thinking about drafting a, what top ten? They're what they're the tenth pick or eleventh pick? I think they're at eleven. Yeah. So they're already thinking about taking a quarterback that early. That makes me really worried about how they view Dalton.
1: Absolutely. And a new a new quarterback is not good for your AJ Green, Tyler not Boyd. Good at all. John not even Ross if breakout. it's
0: a it could be an upgrade to Dalton. You know, the quarterback could be an upgrade to Dalton, but rookie quarterbacks are never a good thing for wide receivers. So nope. that does not make me excited to own AJ Green or a Tyler Boyd
1: even an Eifer, I guess, but you know what I mean. All right. Um, Next up, we got the Raiders. Newly uh, acquired Antonio Brown. Terrell Williams is out of town. They could really use some more wide receiver depth. I don't know. Did Antonio Brown give them permission to draft a wide receiver or no?
0: Oh, if you are a fan of the Raiders or if you are part of that Raiders organization, I am telling you right now, You better not. You better not draft a wide receiver in the first or even possible second round.
1: You better not sniff a wide receiver until you're at least in the fifth or sixth round. Or you better hope that wide receiver busts. That's
0: your hope. That you draft them and they are terrible because if they threaten your pride, your golden boy, you're in trouble. AB is going to be gone. He's going to lose his mind. He
1: might get the blonde mustache back.
0: Yeah, you cannot put someone in there that can be possibly as good as him. He cannot handle it. You need to let him be the alpha male.
1: So, all right, we'll move on. Raiders We're bit- beware. <laughs> we are the bitter, Twitter, uh, bitter Steelers fans, obviously. I do miss him. He was my favorite.
0: Raiders beware.
1: <sighs> <sighs> anyway, don't draft a wide receiver. He'll be in very big trouble, and
0: that's his Marquise Brown because it's his cousin, and I'm—he
1: he can can't be, be that mean to his
0: cousin, <laughs> right? He can't do he what he might. did to Juju to his cousin. Like that would be complete evil. So if they're going to draft someone in the first round, go ahead, go draft Hollywood Brown because I think hopefully Antonio Brown could handle that one like an adult.
1: Hopefully, um, they definitely need a running back. Very early in the draft, that needs to be a priority for them.
0: Yeah, if you're Doug hoping Martin, our...
1: they're they're running back one headed out of town. Um, if you're
0: hoping for Marshawn Lynch to do anything for you in 2019, <laughs> then you might be sitting at the draft. Wasn't he a smoking worried, but... a
1: blunt on television, like at some football event at some point? Are, is not anyone that long ago. I does think... anyone
0: think he doesn't smoke a blunt every day? I mean.
1: Oh, I know, which is fine, but I, I feel like he's pretty clearly made it. I know he said, like, I'll, I, I haven't decided if I'm retiring. I feel like you have.
0: I feel like he's going to wait to see what the Raiders do in the draft. And which is so cruel. What a power move. Yeah, but that also, he doesn't want to say he's going to play, and then they pick someone that he has to compete against. He's, too, I mean, he's like, I can just retire at that point. Why am I going to compete? So yeah. if you need me, I'll come. But if you want to dr- go draft someone, go draft someone. That's how I feel like his mindset is. And I do think they should draft someone. So Josh Jacobs in the first round sounds pretty appropriate to me. They have um, three first-round picks. Like, get yourself a running back.
1: They also need a tight end. Jared Cook, the master, left town. Case anybody forgot about that. Um, I know all of you Cook truthers have not. Um, could be in contention for one of those those earlier tight end picks, possibly. Um, but, again, there's nobody left. Like, it doesn't affect Jared Cook anymore. Um, maybe they'll be in contention for a rookie quarterback, and I think Antonio Brown would probably throw furniture out of the window of the And I the think Raiders Antonio Brown, dynasty owners,
0: should throw furniture outside the window if they draft a, quarter, a rookie quarterback. Yeah, That would be a terrible, terrible thing for his owners. You need to. So that's actually the biggest thing about the Raiders that we almost missed there you better hope that they stick with Derek Carr. Not saying Derek Carr is a great quarterback, but he will know how to target monster. Make Antonio Brown a target complete monster. So, And I'm scared a rookie uh, quarterback isn't going to understand how to do that. There's a a huge learning curve. That's just not something you want to be a part of your A-B share.
1: All right. Green Bay. Um, There were a lot of guys sort of in the mix for this whole – Wide receiver, too, behind Devonta Adams. Um, we saw Geronimo Allison, who exited the season early with an injury. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, we all fell for that one. Equamenia um, St. Brown. There's a lot of, like, guys. I think Jamon Moore. There's all these guys in the mix. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has found his dude yet, other than Adams. But uh, he's never really established a connection. He's a great quarterback, so he can throw to pretty much anybody.
0: Well, like what we are saying earlier is that it takes time for wide receivers. I do think of MVS really highly. He was showing a lot of flashes last year. So I think if you own him, you have to be a little bit nervous that they draft someone. Again, not someone you're relying on, but someone that you have hope for going yeah. into next year and in they the have, future. They still have stock. Yeah. So if they draft someone early, it's pretty much going to kill your MVS stock. Um, I, there's also a lot of hope for Allison right now, Geronimo Allison. If they draft another wide receiver early, that would kill his stock. So there's
1: definitely some sweat there that you have to be worried about. But again, none of these guys were fantasy relevant enough to cause you the meat sweats. Yes. And then Jimmy Graham, just don't fall for it. Just don't. Just don't draft him. Even if they don't
0: draft a tight end, just don't fall for him. Um, yeah. And then what would move into the meat sweats is if they draft a running back. Because why? Why? <laughs> Do the Green Bay Packers they hey, hate Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones? When I watch Aaron Jones, he looks like the prototypical amazing running back. Like stud. just stud, a stud running back. He has the build. He's dynamic. He can, you know, he's the best in the passing game. If they would just give him the opportunity. I get that he gets hurt a lot. So he does have to show he can stay healthy. But why? Why do they hit on him so much? Why? Why? So you don't have an answer for me? No. Yeah, I don't think anybody has answered. answer. It was literally uh free, free Aaron
1: Jones. Yeah, Free Aaron Jones <laughs> year
0: last year. Let's hope the new coaching staff likes him more,
1: but You know, but original new,
0: comments, he's acting like he doesn't. So if the know. new
1: coaching staff does like Aaron Jones then we all have to get rid of our free Aaron Jones uh tattoos. So how would we go about that?
0: Oh, that sounds expensive.
1: Super expensive. I'd rather just keep mine than I got. Yeah, for sure. Um Tampa Bay, obviously, the running back has been sort of a concern for them. Peyton Barber got two hundred and thirty-four carries last year, averaged three point seven yards per attempt, much to be desired. Ronald Jones, I, how many games was he active?
0: Oh goodness, I don't know,
1: two, three. What was terrible? That, what was that crazy stat in the last four games?
0: He had more tackles than he had yards.
1: Yeah, and that's that's not good for Absurd. your your stud running back everybody thought that he was gonna be sort of like this this future guy he got 23 rushing attempts he
0: something had been going on with him it's just like my love for Rashad Penny I I'm way higher on Rashad Penny than I'll ever I be for Ronald Jones you would think they're going to give Ronald Jones at least an opportunity hopefully I, I mean I don't know what he could have been doing so bad in practice that he couldn't even make us like
1: And it's not like Peyton Barber, like, it's not like this Rashad Penny, Chris Carson comparison. It's not like Peyton Barber looked like Chris Carson.
0: No, he was just getting a ton of carries. So he looked like he was producing a good amount of yards, but he was just getting the ball. I mean, it was just all about volume there. And he did not do a lot with what he was offered. So that makes me nervous that he couldn't beat out Peyton Barber. Not even that he couldn't beat up Peyton Barber, he couldn't even make an active roster. So, yeah, we'll not see what even happens. as like
1: your backup running back. For maybe a something game. else was
0: going on with him last year, and maybe he can change that this year. We'll see what happens. But I could see them drafting a running back, and if they do, I think that would be the death of Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones if they drafted a running back early.
1: May they rest in peace. Um, all right, we're gonna get into my final segment, my favorite segment.
0: Whew. Oh, here come the meat sweats.
1: All right, Michelle, I need to get on my Thanksgiving pants to get ready for this.
0: Oh, I have my yoga
1: pants on. I'm oh, ready yeah. to sweat. Yeah we're, yeah, we're getting gross here. We're we're sweating this out. We are very nervous for uh, the the draft to shake out for these teams in particular. Let's start off with our hometown favorite. The Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: <sighs> okay, can I talk about in my one dynasty startup, it's not my fault. But somehow I end up with James Conner, Juju, uh-huh. yeah. James Washington. Sounds about right. And Ben Malthusberger. Weird. The only one I didn't get is Moncrief, who I, was, you kind of about? A, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of bummed about. I
1: ended up trading for Conner after the draft. Oh, it, so like you didn't, you, you finished yeah. the startup draft and you were like, I don't have enough Steelers. No,
0: it was just too good of an offer to resist. So I have a lot of Steelers. So I'm going to be sitting there on Thursday and Friday just <laughs> absolutely sweating my you're gonna have the your, your my balls, balls off blasted. can I say that yeah so I'm gonna be sweating my balls off that because the Steelers are so random right like last year they took
1: Torrell Edmonds yeah I still think it was his brother that they were trying to draft oh, sure. and they were like yeah. oh oh I didn't I didn't realize we had two Edmonds he draft. was in the bathroom when he got selected
0: just like Flabbergasted that he could ever be selected in the first. Uh, yeah, round. I
1: think he saw a four
0: one two and he's like, huh, what? I could just see them not appreciating Connor or Washington or McDonald and drafting that position wide receiver, tight end, running back in the first or second round. And if I if the that's Steelers so take
1: any offensive pieces in the first or second round, I'm out. I'm done. I'll, I'm. I. I'll be a Browns fan, and I don't care unless
0: one of those first second or that early third, third we have the 302 the only way that i'm okay with it is if that name is Andy Isabella and if it's in i could swallow it in second if it's
1: 302 i'll be actually pretty excited that is the only name i'll be okay with well i don't i don't think it's not it's not a a thing about not needing some depth at wide receiver we don't know how james washington's going to shake out at a, after a a rough start to his career in the NFL, but you just don't want, as a Steelers fan, I don't want to see them investing the draft capital in an offensive guy when the Steelers can clearly make pretty much anybody fantasy relevant. We need defense. defense, We need defense, defense, uh, but Vance McDonald, if they go tight end, I've seen them taking TJ Hawkinson in some drafts, some, some,
0: in some drafts.
1: Yeah. And it's not just been like one mock draft. It's been, many that I've seen them taking a tight end. So um, I've been super excited about Vance McDonald. I think you've been less excited, but um, that would have They have literally implications at every single position. Cause we don't know what the Steelers really think of their offensive weapons right now.
0: And I think we know they're not going running back in the first round. I don't even think we think they're going to go running back in the second round, but even if they decide to go running back with those two third round picks, that would make me nervous about Connor. Like, why did they feel the need to take someone that early when there's so many other holes
1: and they have Jalen Samuel. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, I, I would say out of all these teams that we're discussing, Pittsburgh's definitely got the most holes for me. And it's, it's not for a lack of trying to find the information. I just don't know where their heads at. And that's, it's really hard to assess sort of going into dynasty off season, what they're really thinking about their, their offensive weapons. Um, Another offensive powerhouse, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, We brought up earlier the question marks surrounding Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't think you can, if you are the Kansas City Chiefs, just move into the season with the presumption that you will have Tyreek Hill for the the 2019 season. I think if the
0: Chiefs select a wide receiver in the first or second round on either Thursday or Friday, you will know – what they think about Tyreek Hill. You will know what they know about the Tyreek Hill case. They're not taking a wide receiver in the first or second round if they think think Hill will be there next season. They're only taking someone that early if they think he's going to be suspended or if he did something wrong. So that's going to really show their hands very
1: early on in the draft. I'm excited to see how that shakes out. Um, Also at the running back position, they've got Damian Williams, they signed Carlos Hyde, um, of them are like absolute studs. So you have to wonder sort of going into this draft, what, what investment they might make in a running back as they sort of progress through the draft. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm
0: not high in any of their running backs. Honestly, I like Carlos
1: Hyde as a sleeper. I think I've mentioned him plenty so of times. How we
0: feel about them is you take the one with the best value. So Carlos Hyde is going way later than Damian Williams. My favorite Darrell Williams is going much later than both of them. I can't find ADP and Darrell Williams. They all FYI. have the same chance at succeeding next year. And guess what? If they select an early running back, oof, that all goes away. So we'll see.
1: And that's definitely something people are going to be sweating it out. We'll, and we'll see. You what know happens. what? Damian Williams is going at the three o nine in half PPR leagues in mock drafts and he's going in the ninth round in dynasty startups not a huge price to pay but also going in the ninth round guys like kiki qt tyler lockett michael gallup um just other guys that i would prefer to to spend a pick around that range in. so um you know buyers beware you don't really know how that that backfield is going to shake out um And, you know, without Tyreek Hill there, if he should be suspended, what does that do for Sammy Watkins? Um, There's just a lot of sort of question marks there, and mostly I would say they're surrounding Tyreek Hill. Next up, Baltimore. Um, There's been some rumors that they've hosted Josh Jacobs, uh, which would obviously impact Mark Ingram here. Everybody sort of bought into the Mark Ingram hype. They're on the hype train. He's uh, currently going in mocks. Uh, around the fourth round and a half PPR leagues, uh, fifth round for dynasty, a risky investment if the Ravens really do plan to draft a running back.
0: Yeah, he had his best year by far in 2017 when he was with Camara. So that's interesting. So he can still produce.
1: In a multi-back system.
0: Yeah, but as a running back himself, he's actually never shown that he could really hold that backfield. So I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore is looking for another running back. They've had Josh Jacobs in. That's interesting because they don't have a second-round pick, right? So they have to take him in the first round. If they select him in the first round, that's one of those things where it's like... You got to look. You got to follow the draft stock. Yeah, you have to see if you have somebody in your first-round pick. So that'll be interesting. Um, definitely
1: something to be uh, cautious of with Mark Ingram. Not to mention Gus Edwards, who was effective in the backfield. I'm not saying he was like a huge asset, but he was sort of part of that carousel last year that um, made them a, a confusing backfield to navigate. Wide receiver-wise, they obviously need a wide receiver. They have nothing. It's a ghost. Did you see that tumbleweed that flew by? The only by? way you're sweating about the wide receiver
0: position is if you already had your rookie draft. In dynasty, and you selected, let's say AJ Brown or Marquise Brown and or then Nikhil they end Harry. Up going to. Yeah, and then they end up going to like you're <laughs> you're wishing and hoping that they select anyone else but the player you
1: selected in the rookie draft. Absolutely, yeah. There's there's no offensive weapons uh, in their wide receiver core that. I'm intimidated by going into this draft. There's literally no, nobody that's affected by this whatsoever. And then if you have Mark Ingram, you're obviously going to be sitting
0: there really, really hoping they don't pick a running back in the first or second round.
1: First round. No draft pick. Second round.
0: Oh, true. So first round.
1: Good yeah. Point. Again, you know, that first round draft pedigree, it's hard to keep a guy on the bench when you have that. Um Let's move on to the Houston Texans. My biggest question mark is what are they doing at running back? We talked about Dante Foreman a little bit earlier, how he looks pretty good in all the postings we see, all the videos that we see he can cut. Um, he's moving really well, and it, it sounds like the Texans are really happy with how he reported, how he looks, how he's running. Um, Alfred Brew, Blue is out of town. Alfred Bro. Um, He is out of town. He has signed with the Jags. Um, Lamar Miller. He's nothing special. He's, again, been one of those flash guys. I, I don't know what to do with you, Lamar. I think everyone who has Lamar right now is looking to
0: sell him, like begging people to just buy him. And nobody wants him. So
1: He's been one of those value picks for the last like 17 years and
0: nobody wants to have him. No one's (laughs) going to be that upset if they draft a rookie running back. I think the bigger thing is those foreman owners, which you're not depending on him. Don't get me wrong. But he is one of those exciting pieces you may own that you got so late or so cheap. And you're hoping he takes over that backfield. And I think he can as long as they don't draft an early running back. And then also... The point with the Houston Texans right now is that if you're watching this draft, you need to be sitting there saying, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, not just for the first round, for the second round, for the third round, for the fourth round. They need to just take an offensive lineman in every single round
1: (laughs) in the 2019 draft. And then they might actually have a a full offensive line. it will help
0: everybody. It will help Deshaun Watson. It's going to help any running back that starts. It's going to help Hopkins. It will help Kiki Cootie. It'll help Will Fuller. Like, that's all you want. Give
1: your quarterback time to get the ball down the field. But also, like, Deshaun Watson doesn't always help his own case. He he tries to make the big play sometimes, and, you know, he he does. He holds the ball too long trying to extend the plays and doesn't always work in his favor. But um, I, I think it would be to their benefit to go offensive line. But it does need to be in the back of your mind. What if they select a running back? Because Lamar Miller is not a long-term answer. He's um I think he's twenty seven going into this season, but I mean he's not he has won two seasons above a thousand yards. It was um, one thousand ninety nine and one thousand seventy three. He's never had like this power punch offensive season. He's good for around nine hundred yards ish. Um, he's not your answer. He's not the guy that's going to be your power back. Get him move on. Um, all right. And super quickly, we're going to get into, uh, Seattle wide receiver one. I don't know if you count Doug Baldwin anymore as a wide receiver one, but if they do draft a guy early, he might push for that spot.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that'll, that's what they'll show you. Like Seattle, if they draft a wide receiver early, it shows that Baldwin's not going to be healthy enough to produce. If they don't, then they trust him to produce. Like they know where he's at right now with his health. That'll be a big thing to look into. Um, I think also with the tight end position, if they don't draft someone in the first four rounds, Will Disley can still be, you know, that sleeper, like deep, deep sleeper pick. It's just a fun pick. Very, very late. He's super cheap. If they don't draft a tight end, he could totally have that possibility of taking over there.
1: Yeah, I, I traded for Will Disley with literally like a popsicle last season. So,
0: yeah, you can get him for
1: anything. Yeah, super cheap. Um, Philadelphia Eagles. Just made the big move for Jordan Howard, but there are still rumors floating around here that they're going to bring in a running back. I don't like that. I know everybody's on the Jordan Howard hype train. I have never purchased that particular ticket. Um, if they bring in another running back here, poof, all of his value is gone.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they bring him in. I know they they traded for very little. I think they gave up a fifth rounder.
1: They've even been in the rumor mill for Duke Johnson um, prior to the the draft rumors that they might look at a guy. So something to definitely watch out for there, especially for all you guys who just traded for Jordan Howard with that trade news. I Um, did. You did. It's fine. I got a steal. Don't worry about it.
0: We won't talk about it. I actually do really like Jordan Howard. He's not a pass-catching back. He's never going to be in my running back two consideration, but he's a fun flex op- option to have.
1: They also need a wide receiver. He can receiver. score touchdowns,
0: but if they draft another running back early on, then that all those hopes go away. So that's definitely something you'd sweat about during the draft.
1: They need a, another wide receiver. Um, unless you believe in Aguilar, you believe in Deshaun Jackson to be that secondary guy. Um, Washington Redskins, do they have an offense? Okay, so
0: when I, this is totally the opposite way w- how we've been going so far. If you own Darius Geis. If I own Darius Geis. Okay. You want them to draft offense, 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 offense. Oh, you gotta, you got to so get guys
1: that can move the ball. Yeah, Absolutely. that's so
0: rare for someone. Like that's not normally something you want when you own an offensive piece. You're hoping they go defense or just anything away from them. No, they need what? 30 wide receivers on their team. They need uh at least 30, yes. A tight end that can actually stay healthy. This is concerning for guys if they don't go quarterback. If they don't get a quarterback, go tight end, a couple wide receivers. Like they need a hit on them all for Guys to even be relevant. Relevant. Honestly. Like, yes, he can still pair that with the ACL and yeah. Eh. that's the biggest thing is you're pairing it with a really big injury. You're hoping that he can overcome that. He will just maybe not this year, but you also need him to have scoring opportunities. And where is he going to get scoring opportunities if they don't hit on some of these pieces? So you want them to take offense, 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 offense. So you'll be sitting there sweating that they possibly could take defense. (laughs) And that would be the worst for your guys shares.
1: Yeah. That is a very different approach. Um, last up Miami, we saved the, the best for last, obviously. Um, They've got Kenny and Drake. They have pretty much no wide receiver core whatsoever. Um, there's a lot of, like, different missing pieces there, and I don't know which direction they're going to head in. Um, Kenny and Drake is super interesting just because you don't know how the new coaching staff is going to feel about him. Obviously, Adam Gase hated his guts and wanted him to die <laughs> for every fantasy owner. He... Every time he touched the ball, it was completely electric last season, and yet he was limited on carries, and he just wasn't in the game. Like, why are you allowing Frank Gore to take over that that backfield there? Yeah, I
0: that was ugh. that was wild, actually. That you you know they signed Frank Gore, and you're like, okay, that's fine. Like, Kenyon Drink can still be a thing, and he still has yet to get over 133 rushing attempts. My issue is I don't think he can handle 200. I really, really love the talent of Kenya Drake. He is, is smaller, you know, and I think they – I think if they could use him as a workhorse back, they would have done it. Like, you can't be – you can't hate on Adam Gase that much that he's that stupid. But doesn't know?
1: it make you nervous? Like, so Adam Gase is in New York, right? He's he's with the Jets. He's got Le'Veon Bell. They just signed Ty Montgomery. <laughs> Who's going to be the RB1? Can you imagine
0: if Ty Montgomery gets all the snaps and he'll be about to sit on the bench? No, I actually really like Drake this year uh, getting finally out of the handcuffs of Adam Gase. But I don't see him getting 200 rush it, rushing attempts, maybe more receiving attempts. Uh, I'm all over him in PPR leagues, no doubt. Yeah, so we'll see. And if they take a running back, I wouldn't be surprised. And then that's going to really hurt Drake. Because if you get a running back that can do both, why put in Drake? You know, it's kind of like... Get you one that can do both. Yeah, it's kind of like Duke Johnson. Uh, Drake is better than Duke Johnson. But if you're a one-horse... Pony, Is that the right saying? One trick pony. One trick pony. Sometimes I struggle with my words. It's fine. One horse pony. <laughs> one horse pony. <laughs> I knew it was wrong. Um, when, How many when, horses Sometimes does when you're it one trick pony, if pony. you can get someone that can do both things, then why
1: put them in the game? So that's going to be the complications there if they pick someone early. They also need a wide receiver. I tallied up all of the receiving yards for every pass catching weapon um, in their wide receiving core last year, and I think it came out to 1,800 yards. So um, they're basically like combined like a wide receiver one. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: I like the opportunity
1: for Albert Wilson more than the rest. If he can be healthy, because I, I saw some reports he's still not, not fully healthy. Yeah. So we'll see I, how I, that... would, I
0: would think if they're trying to win a game, which at this point we're actually thinking they're not trying to win a game. But if they are trying to win one single game, they would draft a a wide receiver pretty early.
1: And you know what? Like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he can sling the ball down the field. So if they get a guy that can extend. um, And you know what? Like I'm not – I know everybody's out on Devontae Parker, and like I have been too. But he also – like Adam Gase just hated –
0: stop. No.
1: uh,
0: What? I did not know she was about to go to Devontae Parker. No, no, I'm just, I'm curious. No, no, okay, no, 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 no. He costs no, nothing. No, I don't a popsicle. care. Mm, he no. costs a popsicle. Someone would have to pay me $50 to put him on my team. That's dramatic. No, no, it's not. Okay. I don't want anyway. him to. I would rather take a risk on like a Darrell Williams that I keep bringing up. Give me a third string
1: running back. Over Devonte Parker, please. All right. So I'm going to just point out the fact that the most heated debate on this uh, podcast here was about the Miami Dolphins who have absolutely no fantasy relevance. So just to sum- just to <laughs> summarize that, um, we're going to get into a uh, short Q&A here. Um, you guys sent us in your questions. We can't get to all of them because we've been jabbering on for...
0: Too long, and we apologize, but we had some great questions asked to us on Twitter.
1: Sorry if we pronounce your names wrong.
0: Oh, that's going to happen. I already can't speak. We're determined to pronounce your names wrong. If you want me to pronounce your last name right, I'm so sorry, and I actually don't even feel bad because my last name has never been pronounced correctly in my entire life. Say it. So it's Majuk, if anyone is looking at my name having no idea. Majuk. 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 So ma, as in ma, like, come on, ma. And then juke, jukebox, ma juke. It's really not that hard, but there's a hundred. It's actually like a learning opportunity for yeah, our listeners There's a hundred there. different letters in there that have no reason to be in there. And I'm very sorry. It looks more confusing than it needs to be. As Siri says, magziok. And I have been called magic by many teachers, lazy teachers. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, okay, so question and answers uh, that were asked on Twitter. We'll start with Tyler, and this is where we're going to butcher the first last name, Tyler. Velasquez. Velasquez. I like
1: it, but we actually love you, Tyler. Yeah, I don't we know really how we like don't know Tyler. To Tyler. Tyler's last name.
0: Awesome. He's a great follow. Uh, he always has entertaining comments and is a,
1: just a really nice guy. But he's at, at Tyler Bolowski. Should we spell it? B-E-L-A-W-S-K-E. Let's just give him a drop. We yeah. like you, Tyler. Go Thanks follow Thanks for him being a great sure. caller. So uh, he
0: asked, keep, trade, drop, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, and Andy Dalton. woo Some really solid picks there, huh?
1: Hey.
0: So oh, I, hey. Know my, I know
1: my answers for sure. What would be yours? I'm trading Derek Carr. So just for the fact that there's sort of this, this buzz with, Antonio Brown. I know they might take a quarterback, but if you're in the offseason, if you could literally move him this week before the the draft, there just popped up some rumors that the Cardinals might not be taking Kyler Murray with the first overall pick. I feel like, like it's just a spite us because like 30 minutes ago we were just like Kyler it. Murray. I don't believe it. I don't don't believe it it either. But
0: that would be crazy if he was—if he's not taken by Arizona, he will be taken by Oakland. One
1: hundred percent. So if you can trade him on just the value of Antonio Brown alone, boom, done. And
0: I'm fine with trading him, even if Kyler Murray doesn't go there. I think he's a perfect trade partner, right? Like a trade candidate right now. Antonio Brown is giving him way too much hype. Go trade Derek Carr.
1: I hear Antonio Brown went to his kid's birthday party.
0: Oh my god, so crazy.
1: They're besties. They are best friends. Um, Matthew Stafford keeping for sure. Um, He's been everybody's favorite late round quarterback. He's had one bad season and everybody is ready to boot him out of the NFL forever. Why?
0: I don't know, man. Like it was a really bad season. Like it was really, really bad. But if you look at the three seasons before that, he was pretty decent. I mean, he was quarterback seven, 2017, quarterback seven, 2016, Quarterback nine, 2015, like,
1: he's a perfectly quarterback. You're perfect getting a top quarterback. quarterback.
0: Yeah, he's, and I actually now, like, I didn't do too much research in Matthew Stafford. He's one of those guys that are, you know, he's past the the shininess. He's not that new, exciting guy anymore. So you're You know like, what he is. You're, yeah. There's You've seen the potential there. But guess what? Like, if no one wants to take him, especially in redraft, like, I actually don't have any desire for him in Dynasty, but if no one wants to take him in redraft – and I just want to completely punt the position, I'll go take him in my 14th round. Like, all right, I'll start with Matthew Stafford, and then if he sucks, I'll stream the position. He's a perfect candidate for that because I could have just got the quarterback seven in the 14th round, which would be pretty cool. That's
1: that's certainly a bargain, and obviously that leaves Andy Dalton to be cut.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely, everything you just said here. I'm sorry, Uh, Andy.
1: He's yeah. been good to us. He's I, also been a great late-round quarterback streamer.
0: Dalton's a good streamer. It has more to do with, I think right now we're talking about Dynasty. Um, and I said, like, Stafford's not as exciting to keep a Dynasty, but he still would be my keep. Uh, but Dalton, this is his prove-it year. If he doesn't, he's out. And I don't see him getting a starting gig anywhere else. So, I don't know. That's putting a lot of chips in one bag for a guy that could lose his job after this year
1: yeah i'm I'm not in on Andy Dalton. I won't be taking him in late rounds. I'd rather take a guy a couple of rounds earlier, avoid the mess if I can because if they do draft a guy like dwayne haskins i I feel like I could picture their new quarterback starting mid season a la Baker Mayfield, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and
0: like Derek Carr, if he gets cut or traded, I can see him starting with a new team. He was almost MVP of a year, like the entire league one year. Dalton never got close to that. Like Dalton, if he gets cut by Cincy, he will be a backup for no one. Carr can actually be a chance to start somewhere else. So absolutely. I'm down for dropping Carr. And for our next question, it comes from just me at just me, a gazillion
1: numbers. 08980265.
0: Yeah. So is it possible that Mike Williams is a better wide receiver than Keenan Allen and Mike will Williams will be Rivers' number one target in 2019? No! No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 stop,
1: no. I found some interesting stats when researching this, by the way. All right. So last year, um, Keenan Allen had a quarterback rating uh, when he was targeted of. 106, 106, 138 target sample size, pretty decent sample size. Um, Mike Williams on 66 targets had a quarterback rating when targeted of 131.6. That's really not bad. That's, that's pretty good. Um, but when you're looking at these two guys, they're completely different players. Um, Keenan Allen is the slot receiver. He works the slot. He works the middle of the field. He's the guy, he, he's a dump-off guy. He can make those plays. He's, he's a decent ability, 6'2", 211. Um, he's just a solid PPR machine. Mike Williams is the big play guy. He's a strong guy. He's a giant body, and he can catch balls in the red zone. I don't see him, especially in PPR formats, ever taking over that role because I just don't think he works the field the same way that Keenan Allen does
0: there's a 0% chance in my mind that he can ever take over. It's a wide receiver one while Keenan Allen is there. Keenan Allen is actually, ta- or like not talented. That's not what I mean, but actually targeted multiple, multiple, multiple times a game. And Mike Williams is lucky to
1: receive five targets a game. And I know Ty He Tyro- gets a lot of targets in bunches and he's just not as consistent. Even when his quarterback rating is high, he also had a much larger or much smaller sample size there. So 66 targets to compare with Keenan Allen's 136. I'm still buying in at Keenan Allen, although I, Mike Williams has a chance, but just not in my book.
0: Yeah. All right. So the next question comes from Tyler Strain at T Strain 71. What is your favorite draft position? Snake, of course. Uh, is it in a 10 team league so
1: he wants to know is it the first pick middle or at the 10 spot turn I like seven or eight I I feel like the value pick uh you know you get pretty freaking outstanding wide receiver running back anybody on the board at seven or eight is incredible you also get you know an early second round pick which also incredible. I yeah. feel I would rather have two really, really, really great guys than one really, 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 really great guy and one like eh. See, I love four people hard, right?
0: So Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, uh Ezekiel Elliott, not in that order, because Ezekiel would be in front of Barkley, but it's fine. And then DeAndre uh, Hopkins. So I would want the fourth pick. And I actually think because you could take any any one of those guys, any one of those, or you can trade out because people also love Camaro too. So you can trade out and get more picks. But I'm totally with you there. If no one will trade with me, then I would rather have the seventh pick because I would rather have one of those strong wide receivers and then make that turn and get a really good running back than have to wait till the end of the second. It just depends. You want to know your league. You want to know if they're down to trade. There's a lot of leagues that everyone wants
1: to just trade back, so nobody will trade up. So it's kind of those that little iffy thing. Or there. you have people that just won't trade, like those startup uh, or you know startup draft picks, or um, they're not as much into pick trading. So you just have to know your league, know your league mates, sort of process for these things. Um, but if you're going to actually stay at a position, I think we both agree that the seven or eight spot would be our favorite. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Next up, Scott Brooks at AZFan84. I'm sorry. Good luck to you and draft week. <laughs> thoughts on Kalen Balaj this season and beyond? I don't really have that many thoughts on Kalen Balaj. He's one of those guys that, um, kind of like Kenyon Drake, you don't really know what the new regime is going to think of him. Already sort of a convoluted backfield. I don't know what. What to think of any of those pieces back there?
0: Yeah, so we just spoke earlier about Kenyon Drake and that he can't really handle a full workload. So if they don't draft a running back, then my thoughts on Kalen Balazs goes way up. It's one of those things where we're going to have to wait it out until Thursday. I'm not confident that they feel confident in Balazs. I like his talent. There's a lot of things that he can't do. He's much more of just a straightforward runner He's a burst runner, so he can he can make those huge plays. He's also going to be stopped a lot for zero, one-yard, even negative-yard plays. It's a little bit iffy, but if he's given the chance, you know, if he's given 200 rushes, attempts, give me him all day. But we'll see what happens after the draft. And if they don't draft a running back, I think he easily sees at least 150, 200 attempts, don't you? Whew, that's a lot. That's a lot, but... I can't see Kenyon Drake getting more than 150 rushing attempts.
1: That's fair. Um, definitely, I, Kenyon Drake is sort of the the limiting factor there for them. Um, let's see. LFC for life. That's the number for life. Um, who will be Pittsburgh's wide receiver to Washington or Moncrief or Switzer? We have differing, uh, differing opinions here.
0: Yeah, I would say Washington, and I know you would say Moncrief. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I disagree with you. I think Moncrief is a great talent. We'll see what happens there. I think he can definitely be the touchdown guy. I would hope that they try to give Washington all the chances they can. And I think he is—he's so talented. If you watched him
1: in college, he watches film, and he's the guy. He's like this down the field monster. And he's not super big, but he can always make those contested catches. He's arms, a guy you need.
0: His arms are eleven feet long. Is that true? Do you think that's true? <laughs> no, that's not true. That can't be true.
1: <laughs> but he, his arms are ridiculous. Like I don't know. Wingspan is confusing.
0: Okay, I didn't say his I said his arms are loving me long. <laughs> Anyways. Even a wingspan. No, your wingspan Leave is. Leave me normal. alone. Okay. But your wingspan is normally the like the height of what you are. So his wingspan. Even if, he, if it was seven feet If it was feet 11 long, feet. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> Eight feet long would be amazing. Like, yeah, 11 feet's impossible. But I, I like Washington. I think he has the talent. I think he just needs to build the confidence. I also like Moncrief. So if either one ends up being the wide receiver too, I won't be surprised. But if I'm going all in on one, I'm going in all in on Washington.
1: I'm going all in on Moncrief. I feel like you just can't count a year with Blake Bortles and Cody Kessler under center against him. Literally ranked uh, among amongst wide receivers, um, ranked 97 when it came to catchable target rate. Where were they throwing the ball? Like, Oof, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I feel like you just have to average, on average, throw the ball like three feet out of his catch radius. Um he, they're getting a much more accurate quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. The offense just clicks in Pittsburgh. I'm in all in a Moncrief. People
0: were super high in Moncrief when he was in Indy, including me. Like when he was a wide receiver too in Indy with Andrew Luck, he was supposed to be the next best thing. He got hurt, and then the next year Andrew Luck got hurt. He, it's never
1: it's never been the right he's equation. He's still for very him. young.
0: He's 26 or something like that. So he definitely has the opportunity. I'm so sorry, LFC for life. We just made that more confusing for you instead of helping you.
1: No, but go with the argument you like the best. And I think we should turn this into a bet. So if you guys have any suggestions for what... So I would obviously bet on Moncrief. Michelle will obviously bet on James Washington. What should we bet? You should comment this yes, after we'll the let, show. We'll let Twitter decide. Okay. So uh, but also, we're going to make this a real bet, though. Yeah,
0: he had another good question. The same guy, LFC, LFC for life. Uh, he said... Should you draft players to trade? And his example was if you pick four wide receivers in your first four picks because they're great value, um, should you pick them and then look to trade them for a, a good running back later
1: on? Or should you just go for a balanced portfolio?
0: So this is my thing. Of course, I like to always draft for best player available.
1: And we also know you like to trade.
0: I do. I like to draft for best player available, but I don't like to just like hoard positions you know like my my least favorite thing ever is that people who think they just draft like the top three tight ends like that's gonna work out for them and I want everyone in the league to just don't ever trade with them with their tight ends like that's what they want that's what they want they want you to get desperate and they want you to trade for overvalue for their tight ends it's a stupid idea don't do it
1: don't I trade with them. Make I them the suffer. Trick.
0: Make them suffer. Because <laughs> if they had to start three tight t- ends, they're not winning. How it many people have burned you? Nobody, because they lose after that. I refuse <laughs> to trade with them. It just frustrates me so much. So I think, if you're drafting four wide receivers just to try to hoard them and try I to get I didn't get that money. as the,
1: the tone no, of the no, question, no, though. No, 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 me
0: either. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. But if there's i see for
1: life. You're in trouble, man. No,
0: but if you if you go the first four rounds and you're like, "Jesus, guy is falling. He's such good value," then yeah, take him. And then if you need a, you sell can him, usually
1: turn those around pretty quickly yeah. and make make a return. But I I do like best player available. But there's always the chance that something happens where you can't move a guy. Say you draft this guy because he's the best player available, and then he tears his ACL five minutes later. It's happened. Um, I, I like a balanced portfolio. I if try my hardest for that if yeah. I can make it happen. Me too.
0: So if there's a wide receiver and running back on the same tier, same like level stage there, I'm going to pick the position that I need. Yeah. So I don't know. This is kind of a hard one. I would rather, I'd rather pick the running back if I already have three wide receivers. If there's a guy that's just falling so much, then pick him and then try to trade one of your other guys. I get that. I like it. All right, next question comes from W.M. Brett, and that's at Brett W.M. on Twitter. He says uh, in his dynasty league, uh, they just have two orphan teams come up, so two teams on the left. They're just going to a 10-team league instead of 12-team. It's standard dynasty. He owns a 102 and 202 this year. So right now his quarterbacks he has are Brady and Keenum, so not great. Brady's great but old. Keetum, you know, yeah. Um uh, And then his starting wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, and Fitzgerald. So two aging ones, and then you have the very questionable Tyreek Hill. There's two players on the board for him right now. There's either Thielen or Luck. Who do I pick?
1: Whew. I got to go Luck there, and I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm just I love Andrew Luck myself. so
0: much, and that's my first initial thought looking at this. But then you look <sighs> at his wide receivers, right?
1: It's all, it's a oh.
0: Hill. Okay. Give me okay, I'm gonna give you a scenario right now, right? So you pick luck and you definitely make your quarterbacks better for you don't have to worry about quarterback going into next season or ever. Or you pick Thielen. And instead of being so worried about Hill getting suspended, because if Hill gets suspended, you have to go into the season with Edelman and Fitzgerald. That's kind of scary. So you pick Thielen, even if you have to wait till the first first or second game until Thielen actually really, really produces again and br- brings up his value. Then you trade him for a little less, just a little less of a wide receiver plus a quarterback. Let's say a uh, Philip Rivers, even though he's old. Okay. Let's say even someone younger, like a Josh Allen. I bet okay. you could do that right now. So you pick Thielen and you're trade for a Josh Allen and a Kenny Galladay. OK, so you, you trade that Thielen for a better quarterback, a younger quarterback and also a wide receiver. So you can make that into a two. And I think it'd be harder to trade luck for two pieces. All right. You sold me. OK, so if I'm, I am I, whoever W and Brad is, I would pick Thielen and then I would try to go trade him for a little less wide receiver. Plus a quarterback that has potential that's younger,
1: that will do something better for you than Brady and Keenum. All right. Um uh kane at p or f-p-o kane k-a-y-n-e what potential values to see in pretender teams like dolphins redskins bills obviously josh allen and geis outside of them who do you who are you targeting so we already touched on kenny and drake i think he's a pretty good buy low candidate for this season um redskins i love Drake. win
0: leave I don't, me alone it's
1: that, fine <laughs> I don't even like Geis, so he said, obviously,
0: Josh Allen or Geis. I'm staying far away from Geis. Uh, I still
1: like all the young Bills wide receivers. I really like Robert Foster. I think he showed incredible potential last season. I think people are
0: giving up on him too fast because they brought in other wide receivers, but Josh Allen has built this relationship with Robert Foster. I don't think you can just take that away from him. I think he's already been there. I think he was already like a hype wide receiver before the start of last season that he was a very, I think he was a seventh round wide receiver, but he was the Alabama guy across from um, Ridley, if I'm not mistaken, Calvin Ridley. So he just, he was overshadowed by Calvin Ridley and maybe Robert Foster was helping Calvin Ridley. Wouldn't that be crazy? I really liked the style of juju. Yeah. I really I'm always liked juju. Robert Foster. I drafted him in my startups going into 20, 18. Yeah, I was very high on him last year. He proved me right, and I loved him. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. I mean, just because I brought another player, Josh Allen loves him. I gave him another shot. So that would be one of my guys. I'd say um, Albert Wilson's interesting, just because he's a deep guy, and Fitzpatrick loves his deep men. Ooh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his Anyway. Team. You know what I mean there. Uh, so that would be that. Redskins, I'm not taking anybody. I don't Redskins, care. Redskins, uh, Chris Stay Thompson away. is still a value pick. I'm doing anything I can to trade him. I have him. He was a great value in my startup, but I just want to get rid of him. So, like, how good of a value was he? He
1: wasn't healthy last season, but he's I, still a pass-catching running back.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying, but I don't want him on my team. Like, That's fine, and I'm not going to trade him for nothing, but I am definitely trying to trade him. Uh, Bills, who got added? I don't want anything to do with John Brown. John Brown for sure, like John Brown.
1: I like John Brown too, and honestly, if if Josh Allen can get the ball within like a yard of these guys, it it all of these guys are big play guys. They can take it to the house. They can maneuver themselves around the field. J. Yeldon, if he gets the ball to them,
0: TJ Yeldon's visiting. I'm sorry, but if he gets
1: signed, he's a it. starter, right? Like you McCoy really think can't... he pushes McCoy?
0: No, not at first. But McCoy can't stay healthy for a literal quarter, so McCoy will be the starter for the. I, you know what? First when you game said quarter. First I thought quarter. you meant like
1: a literal quarter. <laughs> <laughs> like if I gave him a quarter, he no. wouldn't say. And I was no. like, yeah, nobody. Like, what, what's your motivation there? So for a McCoy will
0: be the starter for the first game, first quarter. Okay. And then T.J. Yeldon will come in. He was really good when he took over, right? Like he can, like he's not as good of a rusher, but he can catch like no other. I really like him. If Frank Gore somehow again takes two hundred <laughs> rushing rushing attempts, I don't even understand, but I don't see it happening. Frank I Gore like, will
1: never die. T.J. Yeldon signs with the Bills. I'm all in it. All, all right, it. Um, Chevin Noon. Uh, where do you see Devonta Freeman finishing the season in PPR? Is he a buy-low candidate? Abso-freaking-lutely. Love him. Mm-hmm. Love Devonta Freeman. I have him on
0: my top 12. I think I have him at 10
1: for uh, the 2019 season. And he's going super low. He's going in uh, at the 501 in Dynasty startup drafts. Go go get him. Go. What are you doing? Like, go get him right now. Um, guys going immediately behind of Kenny and Drake, Royce Freeman, Tevin Coleman. I would take Devonta Freeman over those guys every moment of the day. Philip Lindsay going ahead of him, absolutely. I'll take him above Philip so Lindsay. What I notice is that
0: he's the last workhorse back going, so you can get him at the very last spot of someone that's going to receive pretty much all the carries for their team. And that means he's great value because
1: dude is good when he's He's pretty healthy. good. He's not too shabby. Um, half god, half devil. Oh, oh, I can't. I can't roll my tongue. Um, at sfuzom. Oh, sfu zombie freak. Didn't read that out loud before. Yikes! I stream, <laughs> I stream defense special teams based on the matchup. Do you ladies prefer doing that or picking up one and sticking out through the season? Always stream. Always stream. Uh, that's an easy question for me. It's all about the values. You can get values all. So season this is long. clearly not dynasty,
0: and in, in almost all of my dynasties, we don't have defenses. If you have defenses in dynasty, it's going to be a little different because there's not going to be any out there to stream. But in redraft, I will always. So if Let's say there's 15, 16 rounds. I will take my defense the second to last round, and I'll take my kicker last round if there's kickers in that league. Yeah, if you have yeah. kickers. Um, if you have kickers. And we do in some. So and if there caveat. is no kickers, defense will be my very, very last pick. I don't even care if I get stuck with the, sh- the sh- worst Stupidish. defense
1: ever. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> the worst defense ever. Stop
1: swe- you- Michelle has been trying to swear this entire podcast. We may
0: have had to uh, cut out like five different times because I'm swearing tonight
1: but i stopped myself there. Anyway, um, um my one caveat here so i if any of you are still playing in dinosaur leagues that limit roster moves, first of all quit them and join better leagues. Um sure. if you are in a league that limits roster moves or you literally have to like we've been in leagues where you have to pay cash for picking up like new guys off the waivers or what have you supplement draft um and that that would be my sort of one situation that I'm going to back off. Yeah, not if kinda... you're playing a good
0: league, yes, you just you pick up a defense with your last pick. You hope you hit on them. You hope they're the next Chicago Bears of 2018. Boom. If you don't, it's okay because you can stream against the worst offenses in the league. So anyone that's playing the Arizona Cardinals of 2018, that was really fun. You knew exactly. <laughs> Who to start? Super easy to stream. Oh, my goodness. I played the Denver Broncos against Arizona Cardinals. And it was my favorite game. I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive I was playing you. Because you were getting very upset. Stop. I really think I was playing Let's you. Let's go on. It
1: was a lot of fun. Moving along. Okay. <laughs> um, Ian Byers. Ian's a good guy. Um, follow him at Ian Byers, B-Y-E-R-E-S. By B Y E R S, sorry. Yes. Um, which are the best NFL stadiums to visit? I actually asked this question to my followers a few months ago. Most popular answers were definitely Lambeau, Jerry, Jerry World, Soldier Field. Soldier Field was huge. I, I was surprised at Soldier Field. I feel like that's a good historical pick. Um, we haven't been to any of those places, so I really look forward to that. I'm really excited to go to the Minnesota Vikings Stadium. You know Um, what was also a huge hit was the Lincoln uh, financial field for the Eagles. Oh, it was a huge hit. So many people said them. A A lot of people talked about the crowd. They talked about just the overall atmosphere. Um, It's our goal to make it. That's like our bucket list is to make it to every single NFL stadium. So we're coming to a stadium near you. So a really
0: surprising one is if you have any stake in the Buffalo Bills, I would say those fans are crazy they're crazy, oh. and the stadium's nothing special. But if you go to a game where they actually have a chance to win, it's a crazy experience. Like it's it's pretty insane. <laughs> um, I'm not even a Bills fan, but being there just kind of gives you chills. It's pretty awesome. They they're crazy. I think the Absolutely Bills crazy. fans will
1: definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Bzb at Wzbff. Um, what is your favorite hobby besides fantasy football? There are other hobbies besides fantasy football. Do we have a life besides fantasy football? No. No. Um, We both play recreational sports here in Pittsburgh. We play kickball, flag football. If you ever move to a new city, it's like the best possible way to meet people. We met our entire group of friends. Do we have anybody, any friends that we haven't met through some sort of recreational sport. It's awesome. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to meet people. Both of us have moved since college. So we moved to college we moved wherever we went to college. Then we moved to Cleveland and then we moved to Florida. And now we're in Pittsburgh. So we're we're on the move, you know. We Always. like we like to try out new cities. So it's a great way to meet new people. We love our kickball. You literally just drink during the games and uh hang out and yeah. you kick a ball and you catch a ball. And then you go to the bars. It's a great time. Uh, and then flag football is a little bit more serious. We do before, not drink during flag football. Yeah, flag football is a little bit more uh, competitive than any of the other rec- rec- recreational sports that we do. Uh, recreational. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, besides the sports that we play, we love to go on hikes. We love Orange Theory. Woo woo. Orange
1: Theory is the a yeah. shit. We're not getting paid for that. No, we're not um, getting paid, but
0: maybe one day about Orange
1: cereal. I should totally work with them. We do love Orange Theory. Yeah. We try to work out as much as possible. Our dogs um, are pretty awesome. They're so cool. Yeah. In so, case you haven't seen pictures, anything really we can do awesome. with them
0: uh, breweries that we can go to and hang out with them, hikes that we can do with them. So. Uh, we have a good time in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of Pittsburgh's
1: awesome, a cool city. There's I a lot of Pittsburgh. awesome
0: restaurants, a lot of awesome outdoor breweries. I keep saying breweries, breweries. You're obsessed That's with our breweries. hobby is breweries. It's fine. That's the only one.
1: Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but we have a good time in Pittsburgh. It's a it's a fun city. Um, and our last question, Jordan Holliman at J underscore H O L L I M A N. When does the Ball Blast Listener League start up? the startup uh, draft take place. So we actually started up a Ball Blast Dynasty League uh, probably like three or four months ago. We had people write in submissions. We actually got a lot of feedback. We've got a really cool group of people um, over in our league. So we started that up, but we are going to have a redraft league coming up. So again, sometime over the summer, we're going to have you guys write in your submissions um, and then we're gonna we're gonna play in the league with you, and you're gonna try and beat us, but you probably won't. Yeah, that's not gonna happen.
0: I'll be first the place. winner.
1: Gets invited back. Um, that is an idea, courtesy of the Ballers. Love their listener league. I love following that that whole um, saga <laughs> through the off season. I love hearing about some of the crazy stuff people come up with to get in their leagues. Um, one of the the girls we actually play in a different league with. Got into the baller league with a tattoo, so send us the pictures of your ball blast yeah. tattoos. <laughs> if
0: you get a ball blast tattoo, you're in. You may be in for life, I and you better hope we keep this up because, like, <laughs> can you imagine a year from now we're like, "Yeah, we're done," and you got a ball blast tattoo? Yeah, no. Can okay. you imagine being the ballers and just someone got a tattoo of you like that? That's that's, that's gotta pretty feel cool. pretty. That's like good. good if I ever felt bad about myself I would just probably look at the picture oh that I had for to. sure no I love it but we'll definitely be doing a redraft listener league uh that won't be happening until later on in the summer no reason to draft until at least
1: Pre-season. end of August
0: yeah early September but we'll send out that invite early early August and we'll see who wants to join and we'll we'll accept the best people so come with your a-game
1: people a game means tattoos.
0: <laughs> we want to see your tattoos,
1: people. We're that all awesome. Please don't just send us pictures of your ass cheeks, by <laughs> the way. Um, anyway, that is our show for today. I am Kate at FF Ball Blast. And I am Michelle at Ball Blast M-E-M. I feel like I, like, triggered that whole, like, M. I You have to clarify, E-M. Yeah, it's kind of hard, but... Ball Blast Ball Blast E-M. Um... We're still coming at you every week. Please hit that subscribe, retweet, um, come at us uh, with your feedback. Give us some some good reviews here on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See ya!